0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings. I never thought starting out as the actual carpet cleaner, right, 20 some odd years ago, and now to be part of a group in an organization that's eclipsing 150 million in revenue. It's a big deal. It's been pretty amazing. We couldn't go any higher. We couldn't build our business any further than we were willing to elevate and raise our skill set, mindset, and networking. Kicking and screaming and thinking, what the hell am I doing? I've graduated with a business finance degree from a prestigious university, and I'm going back from Dallas, Texas to Denver, Colorado to run a carteping business.: You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz
1: Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got Shane Karen here on the King stage, my brother Shane. How we doing? Good to be here. I, I had to hurry up, quick, and hit the recording button because we were just having such a great time and covering all kinds of just really, really good stuff. And I'm like, whoa, we got to hit the, we got to get this on the recording for the rest of the audience. Um, Shane, well, you got you got a lot going on. Tell us what kind of businesses that you got, brother.
0: So our our main business is Zero Res, so Zero Res carpet cleaning there's not anything too crazy sexy about the carpet cleaning, but we've done it for the last 20 years. My brother and I, it's a franchise system and we'll get, the we know, the whole story, but Zero res is the main business. I've got a location in Denver, in Colorado Springs, and we'll, we'll kind of get into how that has evolved and what we've done with those two locations. Yeah. But we're on a clip to be about a $6 million business this year in those two locations. Yeah. But Part now and excited to be part of the Zurez franchise or. Yeah. And, and just an amazing story of how that has hired last 20 plus years. Love but now that. we're owners in the, the franchise or right. and a part of a nearly 150 million revenue company. Yeah. And I never thought starting out as the as the actual carpet cleaner right, 20 some odd years ago and now to be part of a group in an organization that's eclipsing 150 million in revenue. It's a big deal. It's been pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, even the way that you talk about it and just your opportunity that, that you would have to build in your two locations and then be able to be part of the bigger group, I can already tell from our off the air conversation and even just the way that you presented that is that you, you've come in a low position, not because you're not a king, but because I just think that you know how to be humble. And so I'm super interested in where yeah. this conversation is going to go. I want to know before we get to the story, your why and not just like the, like, give me the, the, the fluffy thing, but like underneath it all, 20 years later, you're still pressing hard. You're here on a podcast. Why? And, and
0: there's another story. My why is to do for me is to do the Lord's will. Yeah. And that's my why, um, to, to fulfill the role and responsibility as provider, husband, protector, Right. Those are my whys, and it's been a, a hell of a roller coaster to come to that why. Right when I was first there at Brigham Young University, graduated in the in the Merritt School of Business, I thought by thirty five, one of my my goals that I just kept myself is I'll be a millionaire by the time I'm thirty five. Didn't quite happen by thirty five. I'd build a, a multi million dollar business by then. Yeah, but I soon realized that, that was my second quest: the dollars, the money, the financial. I was just talking with a good friend of mine, Tony Baird, with the wood shop just yesterday, last night. I'd come to realize that the money and the finances at best is a second quest. Yeah. But uh, that's my why. What can I do? How can I build for the Lord and for God goodness and in relationships? Yeah. And there's a whole lot behind that.
1: Yeah. um, I was going to say that that trickles into so many other areas, which you've already mentioned. Being a husband, being a father and, and even in your business and being a good leader. Like, I mean, we could probably spend a podcast on all of those areas. Each one of those, no
0: doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my why is, and it's kind of evolving into what's possible. What if, right? What could be produced. Love it. And, and, and built. Yeah. We use the phrase
1: in the Gathering the Kings community, grateful, but not done. And it's like. Man, I'm so in a position where, whether it's 35 or 55, someone out there today is listening and they're like, okay, I've gotten this far. Maybe I'm running a multimillion dollar company. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm a multimillionaire. Maybe I'm not. I can be thankful for where I'm at, where I am, but no, so, like what's possible? Like, even maybe I'm worth 100 million, but if I'm, if with if, if 200 million, or a billion is possible, then,
0: then I'm not done. I can't. Why be- not? Yeah. 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 I, I like to put it in, there's a lot of runway in, in That's front right. and a lot of things to accomplish. We get asked with this potential opportunity to sell zero reds here down the road, hopefully. Right. People ask, well, what's, what's next? I don't know. I'm certainly not going to sit back on my laurels and, and, and just stop. Once you start getting in this mindset and, and progression of building an opportunity right. and possibility why stop? I'm never going to go play golf and just go retire. That's just not, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And so what's possible? Never finished, right? As David Goggins says, never finished. And so I, yeah. I totally agree with that. There, there's a uniqueness.
1: <clears throat> Look, there's nothing wrong with golf. I, I, I don't play golf either, but I think that <laughs> the enjoyment that some people get from golf, guys like you and I get from building. That's just the best totally. way to describe it. Like, yeah. Let me get my hand. It doesn't even mean like literally hands, like in a specific project. But let me architect something. Let me let me start another company. Let me let me partner with a guy and 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 build a conglomerate and sell it. Like all of that is like, that is way more fun than playing golf. I got
0: about nine or ten holes in me, and then I'm like done.
1: Yep. But yep. Attention anyway. deficit disorder for for me on that for sure. I want to know a little bit of the story. So you kind of gave us the why, but like. Okay, you started a, a carpet cleaning company <laughs> 20 years ago. You're the guy
0: cleaning the carpets. Like, what'd you, what'd you do leading up to that? What led you to that? Man, this, this, could, this could take days. Growing up, my father was an entrepreneur, right? A, a true entrepreneur. I don't really consider myself a true entrepreneur, but he was a true entrepreneur, I tailored in starting different things. And they managed apartment complexes and their biggest expensive problem was replacing the carpet. Okay. And so he and his business partners came across in technology and they're just visionaries. They, they put nuts and bolts and things together and yeah. started the first iteration of carpet cleaning in Venturi years and years ago, 25, 26 years ago. Wow. And Gaylord is my father. Okay. And so growing up, I helped do right. that. My yeah. brother helped start, who, who was my business partner in, in Denver and in the Springs, helped the, the first iterations of the carpet cleaning went through two, three, four different iterations until it got yeah. to zero res. Yeah. But I grew up slave laboring, right? And doing some just fat, crazy stuff yep. um, in carpet <laughs> cleaning. And when I left at 19 years old, left on a church mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter saints, I told myself literally if I never touch another piece of carpet cleaning cup or equipment again in this life, it'll be too soon. (laughs) So I, I left. Yeah. I said, Hey, I'm going to business school. Well, that's another story. I'm going to go on a mission, come back, do school, um, thought about medical for a little bit and then realized in my heart of heart who I truly was. And we'll, we'll get to that. But I came back after doing some risk management consulting, I came back. And knew I needed to be in Colorado to help my brother run this business. Yeah, and kicking and screaming and thinking, what the hell am I doing? I've graduated with a business finance degree from a a prestigious university, and I'm going back to be a carpet from Dallas, Texas, to Denver, Colorado, to run a carpeting business. Yeah, and it wasn't until Chaz, it wasn't until December of 2021 that I really understood the blessing and the benefit of what we had done for the last eight, 19 years.
1: Wow. What is that? What was that revelation?
0: <clears throat> we were in Breckenridge, Colorado, December of 21 with some other business partners. And it was just what you are trying to build, what you're looking at ready to try to go and build is sitting right in your lap. The, the golden goose egg is in your lap yeah. And you need to recognize it. And that night, I just I committed and said, okay, I'm all in. I'm all in. And then from there, we were able to do a deal to roll up 12 different locations, roll it up into the zero S franchising systems, bring a capital partner art on in banner the banner venture or the banner group. Yeah. And go from thinking, hey, you you've got a five million dollar business right. to Hundred fifty million dollar business, and to have a piece and a pie, yep. I just didn't have that that kind of vision and mindset. I had the yeah. the determination that hey, I was going to do something like that one day. Right, right. But an individual you'll meet and, and have on, I'm sure of it, Jeremy McGee, who's a, a business partner by now. He helped to, to paint that vision, and so a group, our and our kind of investment group, was able to work with Zero yeah. and broker that deal. Yeah, and then roll that into bringing on a capital partner with banner and now go and build in hawaii canada england and expand the the franchise into all those locations and to be a part of that and so it's amazing how quickly when you get vision when you get understanding how quickly things can blossom and bloom but and it's, it's, there's a lot behind all, all of oh, that yeah. story, but
1: yeah, that didn't just come in one moment. What what I love that you said in that, of course, yes, there was a culmination of all this history, 18, 19 years, like you said, and, and there's mindset that you had to overcome. And and there was just a bunch of things that came to that moment. But what I love what you said, you said it so casually is that we were sitting together with some business guys, partners, friends, whatever, and I'm sure you were doing very similar to what we're doing right now and very similar oh, to what I try to orchestrate inside of a, a room of kings where it's like, look, let's just... What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? What's possible? What, do you think about that? What's possible? what yeah. if we did this? What if we did that? And it, it, there's a little bit of a dream to it because you, ha- you put a bunch of visionaries in a room and <laughs> naturally you're going you're gonna to elevate in the, into the sky, to the clouds. But it also, it also is a transfer of courage. And I, and I, I try to do this with the show here to maybe the person that's trying to come up behind us, but it can even happen at this level. Guys like you and I, we can sit here across the screen right now or across the mic or in Breckenridge in a room. I'm sure you guys were doing some skiing and it's like you look across the room and you can transfer courage to each other, which then comes out in mindset, a different
0: perspective, and now I can go, now I can go to work, right? Would you agree with that? Oh, without a doubt, right? A year, man, a year and a half, two years prior to that, in my mind was, man, could I run this business on my own, right? Knowing that, hey, there's going to be an exit somewhere or another, right? In, our, sure. in my partnership with Jason, with my brother, there's going to be an exit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Can I run this business on my own? Can I run a 5 million? Can I get it to an 8, $10 million business in the next okay. few years? And there was serious doubt, right? Of like, dude, holy hell, can I do this? And sitting, it's kind of funny, my wife, she, she busts my chops for this. Jeremy and Chad, Chad Barnes is not a business partner of mine. We're sitting in a hot tub in Breckenridge where all this just started to develop. And you yep. just started to think through, what if? What That's if we good. could do this? Yeah. What if this could happen? You're already there, right? Yep. It's not when I get to this point, no, we're there. We're in the midst of it. And it's hard to see it sometimes. Yep. But Chad just noted, we're here. This is possible, and then just the wheels. As you continue to go, okay,
1: here's amazing. the next
0: step or two. Yep, you, you have some conversations with Zero Res. What's possible? Is there a possibility there? And just how it snowballed, and to work with an amazing group, Sean Moon, yeah. CEO at Zero Res, and and the other founders at Zero Res. It's right. it just snowballed, and then it happened, yep. and so. It's amazing. You can get pie in the sky sometimes with a bunch of visionaries. That's right. But when you've got some visionaries and some integrators. That's right. Some doers, you can, yeah. you can get crap done, man. Oh, yeah. And things can happen.
1: Yeah. I love that, that part of the getting it done because dreaming is, is like you, first off, you have to dream. Like you can't, yeah. if you don't, then you never actually come out of the day to day enough. Like you said, you can't step far enough back to be able to see what's possible. So seeing what's possible is step one. I agree with you. But man, execution, especially if, if you're, if you're that guy that doesn't necessarily execute super well, yeah, maybe you are the true visionary and you have no ability to cross a T anywhere ever. So it's like, man, yeah, you got to link arms with some guys that know how to do that. And, or you, you, you have some accountability somehow. And that's just what I love, even about relationships like this, where it's like, I know, even though Shane and I just met an an hour ago, basically, it's like going back and forth here. I know that you're doing big things. And so if I'm ever going to catch back up with you again, you're going to ask me, Chaz, what's new? What's, what's going on? And I'm going to say, Shane, what's new? What's going on? And if I say the same thing that I did today,
0: like that's a problem. Like
1: that's in self accountability.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Going back at, at first, when I first came from Dallas to, to Colorado, Jason, my brother business partner, he's, he's just got no fear doing what he did, right? Coming from podiatry school and coming and starting a business, he did, he's a visionary. He can set a vision, but yet he can dive in. And I have never met anybody that has more guts and just grit and tenacity to just dive in and say, let's freaking go. I don't know how it's going to go. Yep. And it may be an absolute shit show, but we're going And, and that for me, that was just another progression of vision of tenacity. And that's a whole nother story of how you build a business partnership with a brother and a brother-in-law, right? Two brothers married two sisters. And that in itself, is a whole nother podcast of how to make that go. And we did it right. Yeah. And so Jason helped me start that vision of what was possible. And and each person is just a critical cog and component to right. build something successful. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I can look back on, obviously there's there's team members that I have that have been crucial to the same thing that you're talking about, you know, just pieces yeah. along the way that make it what it is. But I can even look back on strategic relationships. Other business owners that have no interest in my business on paper, yep. but that have been immense cogs in the wheel, like you're talking about where you're like, oh my goodness. Wow. If that, if I hadn't met that person or if I hadn't have connected, or if I hadn't rubbed shoulders, if I hadn't gotten that, that download from them, I wouldn't be where I am. And so you start adding that stuff up and you start getting really thankful for people and relationships like pretty quick.
0: Yeah, no doubt. For the first eight years, eight or nine years of our business, it was very inward looking, just grind it out. If we can turn the revenue, we'll make it happen. And we were, we had our heads in the sand, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We call that war mode.
0: Yeah. Just, that's a great way to put it. It's just go to war. We'll figure it out. Yep. In 2000, probably 2010, I just said, man, I got into a dark place. And I just said, I'm probably better off. My family's probably better off with me gone. I'm worth more dead than alive. Wow. And I probably just need to, to exit. Right. Because doing what we're doing, we're beating our head against a damn brick wall. Yeah. Where this is not, yeah, we're turning revenue. Hey, if we get to X, then we'll be okay. No, it's the bottom line. It, is it yeah. worth it? All the energy and effort. And it was in 2010, 2000, probably 2009, 2010, where we just, I just said, Hey, enough's enough. So you talk about having courage and, right. and even at different levels, you face fear. But I just uh-huh. said, Hey, it's time to have open kimono conversations with others and yeah. figure out what are we doing wrong? What's not working? How do we do this better? And to me, that was one of the, one of probably two or three biggest decisions and best decisions we've ever made in our lives yeah. is I just looked out and I said, okay, I'm going to go to other locations. I'm going to start talking to other people. And I'm just going to really go, dude, this is what we're screwing up. This yeah. is what we're not doing right. Yep. What are you doing right? What works? Compare the P&Ls. Yeah. Go line for line what's yeah. working what's not how do you structure the business right what should or should not be happening and some really honest questions that made all the difference in the world yeah and the second the second decision we made that made all the difference in the world was reaching out and start coaching we could go that's we we couldn't go any higher we couldn't build our business any further than we were willing to elevate and raise our skill set mindset and networking right yeah yeah and It was just amazing at that point, at our lowest, darkest, deepest point to go, what are we doing wrong? How do we do this better? Yeah. And from then, it's just, it's been an absolute reach out, network, connect, build that's made all the difference in the world.
1: Yeah. How? So inside the warrior mode, you're right. It's head down, grind, war, survival, really. Yeah. And, and that's okay, you had mentioned it for a period of time. you kind of have to do that so that the that the business has enough resource really to start creating systems and hiring people and freeing up that mindset a little bit. But the person listening right now that's maybe not in the king mindset yet, they're in warrior mode what 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 can you give to them practically that helped you get to that place where you started thinking relationships, networking, asking for help, paying for a coach, or joining a mastermind yeah. or or whatever, all those things are that that helped you in that moment that they haven't done yet, or maybe they, they've they thought about it, or maybe they just whoop, hadn't even come across their radar. What would you
0: say? The, the biggest excuse is, right? We don't have the money, right? We can't afford to do this. That's right. I think Chaz, my advice and counsel would be, you can't afford not to do it, right? Yeah. You cut something else out, you push off a bill or something else, that's right and you figure out a way to spend 400 bucks a month or 250 bucks a month coaching with somebody twice a month or you know you have to do that because the blind spots you just don't see and you just don't know what you don't know yeah and somebody has already been in those those bootstraps they've already been through through that war and you've got to go and ask questions of them we got to a point and what's changed it for us is we were at an annual conference in Minneapolis and Jeremy just said, Hey, I'm coaching with Carlos. You probably ought to utilize them. And I just said, I went back to Jason. I said, Hey man, it's going to cost us 1700 bucks a month. We don't have that. And I said, I don't, I don't, I don't give we're it damn. We're going to do we're it. We're spending $1,700 a month. Other bills yep. will be put off. I'll postpone something else, yep. we'll but we're spending something. the $1,700 a month. Yeah. We're we're going to figure out a different way to do this. And that made all the difference. the Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, you got committed to growth. You got committed to change. You got committed to leveling up. And I just posted about this on Facebook the other day. The difference between obviously being interested or committed is fairly obvious. Yeah. So many people are interested and even, even entrepreneurs, like I'm just out here, I'm building my business, but I'm interested or I'm interested in leveling up. I'm interested in getting some answers not really committed because what you just described is committed. It's all in. I don't care. I will do this because I have to. In order to succeed, I know I have to go to the next level. And it becomes now a burning desire. And $1,700, it could have been $17,000. You would have said yes.
0: Yeah. Now, when you go and spend, when someone proposes, hey, a mastermind group of ten dollars or $15,000, it's like, okay, yep, done, right? Yep. No no issue, no problem, because you know it's going to be a 10x return yeah. on leveling up Yeah, and becoming better. Yeah. Okay, so, so I have to use this opportunity,
1: Shane, because you, you just took us right here. And my mindset has not always been like this, trust me, because when I was in warrior mode, I didn't invest in myself in this way either. I, yeah. I would go to the other franchisees, and I would ask them for help, and that's fine. And that, that, was, that was step one. Step 2 was the external, the coaches, the the groups like and I and I just didn't get there right away. I think that I was stuck in the mindset, but once I did, it just was so clear to me that like like you just said 10, 15, even a 50 or a $100,000 decision where you're like I changed one thing. Like are you telling me I can't add $100,000 to my business by meeting one person over the next 12 months? So, now this is a half promotion for <laughs> gathering the kings. Yeah, Shane is Shane is not a member yet, <laughs> not yet. Shane is not a member, but legit, like right here, you have a you have a, a outside of the Gathering the Kings group perspective. Why is it so easy for you to say ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars? I know for sure that there's somebody or something that I will get from that twelve month period of time that ten x like you just said. How do you know that?
0: Just experience. You just go do it right it's 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 a It's a different shift in mindset because we went and bit the bullet and just said, "Hey, we're going to go spend yeah, oh totally, and it was out of pure desperation, but I just looked at dan Sullivan's his his coaching. I don't know if you've heard of yeah Benjamin yeah. Hardy and Dan Sullivan yeah, got it got it right over here. <laughs> oh yeah, so I, I think it's probably a fifty thousand dollar a year investment, yeah, but personally not from the business, I'd be, I'd be willing and, and debating about going doing that personally yeah. to go and, and invest that because right. it has given a return, right? We took a, a $2.5 million company at that time and still $2.5 million and barely breaking even most of the time in the red right. to go spend $1,700, build a $6 million company and have 20% NOI. Yeah, and a whole different mindset and lifestyle and connect. It, it's yeah. that would probably be one of my biggest, one of my best decisions we've ever made. Yeah. is coaching. Yeah, and Good. just let's flip, the, and let's, let's flip
1: the script. You've you've given us some really practical things. Even a little half promo there for Gathering the Kings. I appreciate that. But what about the bad decision? What'd you do that we can
0: stay away from? I'm gonna do it on my own grit. I we'll figure this out, right? It's just the yeah. opposite of that. Head in yeah. the sand, pride. No, I, I should know exactly what a P&L tells me or the story that a balance sheet tells me. I right. should know ha- how to do this. There's no way I'm gonna go ask someone else. And so, out of that those were some of the poor decisions of pride. Yeah. You, you said, you now you're in warrior mode. Yes, you've gotta be in warrior mode, but I wish at year 10, what we learned at year 10 yeah. That I would have implemented in year two right right and and, and the speed with which we would have covered ground you're right and tick market share yeah would would have been ten times twenty times faster right and so I think one of the the terrible decisions was that another one is trying to be something that you're not right okay we 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 in two thousand and nine two thousand and ten. We went and opened up a franchise in Seattle. Okay. We had no freaking business to go do that. Why? Right? It was a visionary play. It was a dude. Let's go do it. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, and it kicked our arse. Yeah, it sent us two, three years back in Denver, Interesting. and it lasted a year, and then we pulled out. And so, trying to be because someone, it was a distraction not. because it
1: it, it spread totally. too
0: thin took capital from Denver, took cap- took yep. our our emotional, mental capital, our focus, yeah, and yeah. so that was in in most respects a really poor decision, yeah, and just put un, undue, unneeded stress. Yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go get it. Let's let's an opportunity. Yeah, you got to be. Don't be stupid about it. Right. 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 And so th- those are probably some poor decisions that we've yeah. made. I can tell you a lot of stupid decisions and tell you what not to do. We're good yeah. at that. Yeah. And so, and we're just starting to scratch the surface of some good decisions and some things that we've done and done really, really well. Yeah. I love that. Well, I think
1: that you've, you've kind of bubbled everything up into, yes, you can be on your own for a period of time, but don't stay there. In fact, try to cut it uh, sooner. And I would agree with that. I think that that was probably one of my biggest oopses as well, is that I just, I was just, I just thought I had it all together And, and I was moving fast doing a lot of revenue and I was, I was the young, I was the franchise young, the, 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 the youngest franchisee here. Yeah. uh, I was, I was rookie franchisee of the year, the first year. And at 25 years old, you just could have, couldn't have filled my ego anymore. And the uh, world
0: whipped and figured.
1: Yeah. But, and maybe for 25, I did, but like, is that where I was wanting to go or am I not done? Right. So it all goes back to very, how you started is like going, okay, well what's the potential here? And as you start realizing that, that it's 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 more and more and more, you go, oh, geez, the more money I make, you realize <laughs> I need to be better with my stewardship, like we were talking about. Yeah, earlier. The, the better stewardship. But let's continue on with with maybe some steps here. I want to, before we go to the speed round, do you have any decision-making steps, something that comes across your desk, you and your business partners? Is there a certain philosophy that you have of how to make a good decision today? You're saying you're making some some good
0: ones. Yeah, I think... What's the effect on the bottom line EBITDA? Right now, we're totally in that mode, right? Because we're trying to build to set it up to to have another exit, another another sale, right? Yeah, that, so everything that right now me. is. EBITDA. What is the effect on EBITDA? Mm-hmm. We're a multi multi million dollar business, right? We've been very successful. I just flew out here to Spokane to meet with our agency, the Woodshop, and Jeremy. Hey, can I crash at your place? I don't, I, I'm not going to go and spend money. I'm at a posh hotel or some swanky hotel. If, hey, right. can I crash at your place? One, for relationship, right? To yep. build and connect. Yep. But two, we, it just, if it sucks the bottom line, I'm not doing it, yeah. right? I'm just not going to do it. The other one, obviously, it, can, can we get a return ROI on it, right? Right. Um, but does it support which direction we're rolling? And if it doesn't support it, I'm not doing it. Right. That's right. If it's not helping the bottom line, and that's the one I think KPI that, that for right now, and I asked Jeremy the same question as we were driving over here to the office today. What is it? What is the one thing that you would measure if you could? And it's, right now, it's even dull, right? Not at the expense of relationships and everything else, but are we, is it profitable? Is, is it going to help us get to the next sell? Next and if it's not, you better think long and hard about doing it. Yeah,
1: you, you mentioned this earlier. So I want to kind of tie these two pieces together for the listener. You said at some point there's going to be an exit. My brother Jason and I, whether it's him that leaves or I that leave or we both. I mean, at some point, whether you give it to your kids, whether you sell to somebody else, whether you pass away and the business closes, there is going to be an exit. <laughs> One way or another. One way or another. So when, you, when yeah. you kind of settle that in your spirit, you go, okay, well, what would be the most first- advantageous way to exit? And so now you start thinking about, okay, like how do I build the machine so that the, the EBITDA number can actually provide an exit? And I love the strategic thinking in that. It seems so simple to to folks like you and I, but there's a listener who doesn't even know what EBITDA is right now, which is fine. Yeah. They can go look at that. It's the net, 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 net. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> when you can take that number times a multiplier and sell your business. That is what's, be, that's what's valuable. It's a representation of what's inside. Okay, fine. My first question in the speed round is, what's the one thing that you would track? You've already said it. It's EBITDA. So yeah. as an owner listening right now who maybe understands or doesn't understand the concept of building a machine unto EBITDA so that I can exit, what would you say that you have or maybe an understanding or maybe some nuggets here on why you're tracking EBITDA? Yes, it's to sell, but like, help the person that maybe isn't as far along as you to be able to like really grasp. It's not just... It's not even
0: just the profit of the business. Yeah, okay, fine. But it's it's this so that I can this. It's even going back, right? That that young entrepreneur that's building the company, are you building to sell it? Or are you are you siphoning crap off because you think you're entitled to things out of the business? Right. Are you making decisions like, hey, you know what? I can't go buy that boat because I've turned the revenue. I hit my monthly goals. Don't do Build it right it. now, man. Build it. So that when you can sell it, you have a lifestyle and a and a way of being and of living that you truly, mm-hmm. truly want. Postpone that a little bit. The immediacy, it will eat your lunch every freaking time. Yeah. And so sure, yeah, it's it's it goes backwards for me, Chaz. Is if I'm gonna spend money in my business, am I gonna buy a new band that's gonna produce revenue? Or Am I going to do something just to blow and check, throw that money down the toilet, right? right? You start to see, and we did that for the first eight years, right? There was some entitlement. There was, hey, man, I built the business. I'm working my butt off. I'm sacrificing. I, right. I, can, I can spend a little bit there. I'll, I'll go to that nice restaurant. I'll go buy that nice truck. And then the business will pay for it. Man, it's been a total mind shift. We just did have an exit, right? And Jason did leave the business and right. go do other things. And some of the questions are like, well, what are you going to do to go celebrate? What, what, what irresponsible thing are you going to go buy? And we talked about it. And we laughed about it. But none of us did it. Yeah. None of us went and did the irresponsible thing. We're like, hell no, man. We're going to reinvest. We're going to keep some money in. We're going to go and, and clear some debt. Yeah. I didn't go do it. I didn't go buy a boat. I didn't buy a new truck. I bought my wife a new car Yeah, because <laughs> she deserved it. She really, really? deserved it. Yeah, exactly. She deals with the. Having a true perspective, it's not tap line revenue. You can go and turn a hundred million dollars and still lose your butt. Yep. And if that's the case, why? What's it for? What? What? And so, to that young entrepreneur that, you know, even dog to me, it it helps. That's a decision process. To am I going to spend the money or not? Am I going to buy that or not? Yeah. Does it help the bottom line or not? Right. Yeah. And so. I don't. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like that. A little bit. Oh,
1: yeah, dude, you gave us so much. It, it's almost like what that that's now what you protect is that even a number, and it's I not it's that, not
0: worth my time and energy and effort when you can so, see the vision of what that what that turns into is what you're saying. Yeah, and if you're not taking some time, Jeremy said it this morning. He finds more enjoyment. I find more enjoyment now of stepping back and looking. What problems can we solve? Right. What, what opportunity can we develop? Yeah. And more of the strategic thinking instead of the grind, even as a young entrepreneur, I wish I would have stepped back more and just took stock and perspective instead of just grind, get after it. Just there's gotta be a time to step back and build that vision and realign and say, okay, this is why I'm doing it. This is where I'm going. I'm gonna postpone this today for that. Tomorrow or a year or ten years down the road, yeah. And yeah. so that even it 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 drives a lot of that vision, a lot of those decision makings, yeah. Um, each and every the day, de- the discipline.
1: Excuse me, of delayed gratification. You said something earlier that I want to bring up here in a second, but before we get to that, there's somebody listening right now, some guru probably, who's like, "Oh, you have to enjoy the journey. You can't delay it all." Which I am also a fan of. Like you have to yeah, make memories along the way. Yeah. So my question to you, Shane, is how do you do that and not make the quote-unquote irresponsible decision when you have a success? Like there's, there is a journey along the way. There is the, the celebrations. There are the wins. How do you do that, but yet still have the like ultimate, like,
0: man, if we just hold off, because it's a tug pull. When you, when you look at a, a multiple, right? When you think, man, if I hold back and I and and I can create another hundred thousand dollars in in profitability, and you multiply that by five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten, whatever, right? 17, right. that's a that's a huge motivator to say, I'm gonna hold on. Right. And I've sucked at this, kind of celebrating as we go. I can sure. get 80% done and go, okay, great, whatever. I still got twenty percent left to do. I'm gonna focus there and my coaching business partners have done really well to say, no, you've got to, you've got to celebrate. You've got to, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. It may just be, hey, Shanine, you know what? We just took the largest distribution and this isn't in, the, in, in, the, in our last sell, but earlier on, we just took a, a $10,000 distribution that we've never taken early on, earlier on in our business. Right. Let's go do a nice dinner. Let's go stay in a hotel down, downtown and just recognize and celebrate yeah. Or just maybe writing down, hey, dude, I won today. And this yeah. is how I won. This is how I celebrated. And enjoy the journey. One other thing that, that has helped me is just to step back and say, okay, what relationships have been built because of this? Yeah, What, what opportunities? And Dr. Benjamin Hardy talks a ton about this. And I love his book, The Gap and the Gain. It's, I don't know if you've ever read that one. But, but I haven't read it yet, but it's on the list. I, I'm, the I'm Gap and the Gain. It doesn't matter what Jeremy or Chad or Jason or Jake or anyone else does. Am I better today than I was yesterday? Am I better this month than I was last month? And to me, for a long time, that was the celebration. That was enjoying the journey and measuring things right. Totally. Because for a long time, it was always, damn it, man. Jeremy's doing this or Jason's doing this. And that FOMO, getting that out of your life. Yeah. It's is good. is a huge step in enjoying that journey.
1: You're right. That that FOMO that you're talking about is tied to a lot of the material things because we see so and so got the truck or so and so went on the trip or whatever. And I look truck experience, dinner, whatever. Like we've all done those things. Yeah. It's I think what you're really saying is that it's all about timing. And the timing to do those things. The
0: later effects that, of that right. decision. And if it's at the wrong time, you know in your heart and soul. Yep. That I'm swimming in water that I should not be swimming in. Don't. Or when the water, financial waters recede, yeah, everyone's going to see I'm naked, right? Yep, I'm swimming can- in waters that I should yeah. not be swimming in, and sooner or later you're going to get exposed. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to be shown for who you really are if you're swimming in waters that you shouldn't be swimming in, or yeah. the timing. I, and I like how you put that, Jazz. The timing. If the timing's not right. You damn well know in your heart and soul. Do you do when it when it's a wrong timing? When when it's a right timing, it's a sweet it, sweet feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. You said something earlier that I want you to repeat. I think it was actually before we hit the recording button, but you talked about making money, keeping money, multiplying money. Share with the listener what you shared with me.
0: Yeah, There's a quote that I shot out to our Greek the other day. And the swing took it really quick. Making money is a skill set. Keeping money is a discipline. Multiplying money is a stewardship. And yeah. you get to that point, the sooner you can get to that point of stewardship, that doesn't mean you got to be a hermit. and You can't do anything. Right. But it's the time. I love how you said the timing, that stewardship. becomes true because it's decisions. Yeah. Deep, deep fulfillment when the timing's right. And I can be in these waters. Yeah. I, 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 I love how you said that. The timing of it makes all the difference in the world. And you do get to a point. It is a point of stewardship. Yeah. And recognizing too, Chad was always big with with me on this. It's not, hey, when I get there, when I'm arrived, you're already there. It's a mindset. You're there, right? Dr. Benjamin Hardy, be your future self now, that mindset. Yeah. The sooner you can do that in business, I wish I would have done it a lot earlier. I'm already there. Enjoy the journey. Because when it's always, when I get there, one day, when we turn 3 million, when we have 10 trucks, well, my wife always says it your 10 year ago self would be kicking the crap out of yourself now yeah. because you got to that point and now you're still thinking, well, only if we get to right. eight or 10 million. No, enjoy being at five, 6 million yeah, and and work towards being at the eight, 10 million down the road. So yeah.
1: Grateful, but not done. I, I want to transition again here to the next speed round question. That was one of the longest speed round <laughs> questions that I think I've had, but- it was so good. I mean, probably could have just ended the podcast there, but, but there's more. Keep it shorter. No, no, please don't. For the sake of the listener, please don't. I mean, yeah, everything that we just went through, we could have done just that and it would have been a super valuable podcast. So thank you for that. What, t- what book or resource would you recommend for someone listening, wants to grow as an individual or a business owner?
0: I think one of the best books that, that I've read is, as I mentioned earlier, is The Gap of the Game. Yeah. Right now I'm in the middle of Be Your Feature Yourself Now. Dr. Yeah. Benjamin Hardy has has been super super good, um, and there's if I go to my Audible really quick, yeah. To answer that question, you might have you might have a couple of scrolls. You know who not how? That's yeah. that's another great one. Essentialism,
1: yeah. Greg McEwen,
0: multipliers, Liz Liz Wiseman, and Greg McEwen. Even some of Jocko's that dichotomy of leadership. Yeah, I think for early on, going going back really quick for that early entrepreneur, right. What is that thing that's going to get me to the next level? And I think you talk about how do you get from six to seven or 500,000 to to a million. Traction was a big one for us. Putting systems in place and accountability. We hold weekly tactical financial review meetings. What are we going to get done in the next week, right? Right. We're a $6 million business and we still do that. Every week, our management team, what am I going to get done in the next six days tactically? Every week we look at that. and then. Quarterly, we put rocks together. What are the right. big things I'm going to do quarter? So I do that in a business. I do that personally with, with Shanine, financially and personally. So those are just some of the, the, the books that have been super helpful for me. It's good.
1: I want to ask you a question, Shane, about family. I've, I've been on this, not even really like a, a kick because I've got four kids. I know you've got a few more than I do, but there is a reality in every entrepreneur's life if they are married and have children, really it's in everybody, but even more so, yeah. where you have a wife and a kid or multiple kids, where, okay, I'm all in, like you talked about, you, you've you gone all in on the business, actually multiple times, You like you had that moment where you like re-go all in. Yep. Obsession, and that's what leads to success. So it's like, okay, well, if I'm obsessed over here, oftentimes the entrepreneurs, then we leave this over here. So how wow. do you obsess over marriage, your kids, and the business all at the same time.
0: The focus is relationships. For me, that, that's what it's been. A, 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 just a wise mentor and good friend of mine, Bob Davis, one day just told me, said, Jane, you're doing the easy thing. Going to work and grinding is the easy thing. Going home and being dad and being husband and father, that's the hard thing. Yeah, Lee, Go do that. But I, I think I've found a good balance. I get in, I get crap done that needs to get done, and then I get home. And I go do what needs to be done there. And so, for me, it's, it's just the focus on relationships. And it, for me, keeping that focus has kept the balance. And it wasn't always that way. Right. In 2011, when our business should have gone under, we should have closed the doors and have been done. But it was no focus on the relationships. And... Everything else will will work out from there. No success will compensate for failure in the home is my belief right and And failure relationships, and so for me that's that that's been the thing is focus on relationships.
1: yeah, how I mean, just to take that one layer deeper because I you just so good to have that as like the obsession. The business isn't the obsession. the other parts it's it's relationships. okay. What does that look like practically with your wife? What does it look like practically with your kids? We kind of get the business piece. You've talked about the teams and even the traction piece. Okay, fine. How do you implement those things on a regular basis? So it's not just
0: like checklist. Oop, I did that. That it's actually about the relationships. How do you do that? I think just tactically, what that looks like, I've got a reminder on my phone every day and I send at least one text of encouragement or recognition to one of my children. And, mm-hmm. and I've got to get back to this. We, we, I, I did it for years and years and years. I have one-on-ones with my children. On the first Sunday of every month, I sit down and have one-on-ones, just dad and desserts. And so we just go through and just talk through what's going on in their lives. What's working? What's not? What can I do? What are your goals? What are your plans? Weekly date nights. This is, this is one that a, a very good friend of mine gave me years ago. And I do quarterly trips with Shanine. Come hell or high water. We're on our quarterly. And before we leave that quarterly trip, we plan out what the next one is. Yeah, And that just kind of just keeps you looking forward. Yeah, But there's something that I do with each of my children once a month, that's just one-on-one and an activity. I show up to their games, come hell or high water, it doesn't matter. What Jason and I always said, zero res is not the most important thing in our life. If this fails, fine. Our family's still gonna succeed. And so those are some practical things that I do. I've got two children on church missions right now. Talk to them weekly. But it's just always the forefront of my mind is those relationships. How do I connect with them? What legacy do I want to leave with? When I come home, I just started this just two months ago. Just at that the next level of thinking, how do I connect with my children more? I leave everything in my truck when I come home. I don't take my phone in. I don't take my backpack in. I, I leave everything in the truck. I don't take trash out. I walk into the house and I hug each of, of the people that are at home yeah. and I'll hug them for five, six, seven seconds. Yeah. And then I'll go back out, grab my bag, grab my computer, bring it in, set it up. Yeah. But I used to come home and say, okay, why aren't the dishes done or what's going on here? And just a couple months ago, I just said, Phew. I'm just going to come home and I'm just going to hug each one of them. Some I love them. And and the last yeah. one, my daughter started this years and years ago. We don't get off a phone call, we don't leave a house without saying "I love you." And if I hang up with Michaela and I haven't said it, she calls me back and she's like, "What the hell? Why didn't you told me I love you?" And so fast. she started and implemented that years ago. That it's just those practical things that have have kept. Back to your other question, kept the balance. Yeah, that's, uh, that's high so I mean, logic, a long individual. To, uh,
1: yeah, Any no, problems. no, it' all super good. I hope that they were taking notes on their notepad. I was going to say that us high logic individuals need those high heart individuals like your, like your totally. daughter. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise we just- the, the other thing, right,
0: that's that made this all successful completely is just an awesome wife. Yeah. She's all in, right? She's all in. She's like, come what may, we're going to love it. I said, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can keep a, a partnership going in the business with a brother or I don't know if I can run this business on my own. And she's always just said, sweetheart, you got this. Yeah. I trust you. I know I married you long ago. I don't marry losers. I don't marry quitters. And so she just said, and she says, I don't marry ugly people.
1: That's <laughs> I felt.
0: But she just said, I believe you, you got, this. I know. you. got Yeah. And so that
1: hands so- down
0: has been the best is, is to have a support and a wife that's all in and believes that yeah. we got this. And yeah. you know what? We've lost a lot of money too. That's right. And she says, you know what? Hey, it's money. That's okay. I believe in you still. We'll go figure it out. So yeah. the whole family component, the other thing that, that has helped me a lot too is I've shared the struggles. My kids have seen, they've seen me break down. Yeah. They've seen me cry and on my knees in prayer as a family of how are we going to figure this out? How how do we take care of a couple hundred people that are in our business? And they've seen the reality of, wow, dad's struggling. He's stressed. Yeah. Yeah. I need to pray for him. I need to just, dad, I'm here for you. Sharing that with my kids and my family and not trying to go, dude, I'm the, I'm the man. I got this all figured out. No, you don't. No, you don't. There's a lot of shit you don't know. Yeah. And. Sharing that with my kids and seeing the reality of it. And then the scene, the flip side of we figured out, we got through that war and we right. figured it out. They and it it has built trust and a relationship and possibility. My kids that they're now serving two years teaching about religion in Jesus Christ. Right. They they face some hard things, but they've oh, said, yeah. you know what? I know we can do this. We've seen it. We've watched it. Yeah. We know we can yeah. do it. And so. Yeah, it's huge. Those are some just practical, tactical things that have made all the difference in the world. Yeah,
1: super, super vulnerable there. I just really appreciate that. I think that mm-hmm. if we're listening today and honest with ourselves, those things are like really, really like the actual things of life that matter. And so if we just kind of shake everything else loose, then then but- we just keep going because that's actually what matters. My last question is this. If you could whisper
0: in the younger Shane's ear, what would you say? If I could whisper into my ear, just relax. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all going to be okay.
1: Would that be enough so, to keep you, keep the younger Shane calm and engaged
0: and not, not just, all pressing intense? Yeah. Jeremy just bust my chops all the time. I'm a passionate dude. I've got some passion and, and as people would say, P and B. That's tapered off and tamed a lot of just that. I don't know if I can just say one thing, but just relax. It's going to be okay. But it's even if the proverbial crap hits the fan, there's always plan B. You'll figure it out. Figure it out. And so, yeah, just, or enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. And yeah, that's hard, Jazz, to just say one word. I don't know. What would you, what do you whisper to yourself? 20 years uh,
1: ago. Apple, uh, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, no, excuse am <laughs> It's funny. It's actually funny. So no one, no one on the show has returned the question to me other than you now. But my team, as they've listened to hundreds of these episodes now, yeah. and I haven't always asked that as my last question, but my media director would be like, hey, so what would your answer be to that? And I answered just like that. Apple, Bitcoin, Tesla. Yeah. And she was like, oh, that's such a cop out. I go, I hear you, but that's absolutely the first thing that comes to my mind. And then, and then secondarily, okay, yes, it's okay, Chaz, everything's going to be fine. Like similar to what you would say, but man, I appreciate the
0: honesty, right? Apple Bitcoin, nail nail it and don't worry about it afterward.
1: Yeah, just write write this one thing down on a napkin. Everything's
0: going to be fine. Yeah. Don't, (laughs) yeah, just peace. Yeah. Be still. Yeah. Oh, yeah trust that, that that's for me that's like i said it's been a it's been a 10-year journey for me peace happiness and contentment is not tied to what is in the bank account separating that out in my relationship to money has been one of the major journeys over the last oh, 20 years yeah is to separate that my peace joy, and happiness isn't dictated by what's in the bank account exactly
1: Well, and I think a practical system for, since we're on this, we're going to go back and forth. You're a hundred percent right because what, what turns, what starts as ambition or survival, obviously you have to be money focused. You have to be money conscious because that's what builds things. Okay, fine. Yeah. But that separation that you're talking about is that you realize it's a game, which is everything that you just said to your younger self, which is relax. Everything's going to be fine. Like in essence, what you're saying is like, don't get caught up on the little stuff. It's just a game. Like you're going to figure it out. Don't worry. They're just pieces. They're just pieces.
0: And, and, it's, and you're not going to sit back and just go, hey, everything's fine, man. I don't have to do anything. Bull crap. Right. You still work your arse off, right? Yep. You're exactly. still, but it's, it's at, I would call it simplicity on the far side of complexity. Ooh. Simplicity on the far side of complexity. You've got to go through the complex. You've got to go through the war. But when you can get on the far side, simplicity on the far side of complexity. Yeah it becomes a lot more enjoyable. And if I could have done that in my late 20s, early 30s, there's a lot of peace and and contempt that I missed out on because I didn't just relax and and not worry. And Shanine is good about that. She's just like, hey, listen, it's all going to be okay. It'll work out and it's just money. You lose a couple hundred thousand and it's money. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. And so... I'm eternally grateful to to my family to Shanine. They they have been saviors to me in my life, literally. And the, there's so much runway ahead of ahead of us. That meeting individuals like yourself, it just it just like what's possible, and what's what's ahead. Hey, I'm excited yeah. for the journey.
1: Yeah. Shane, I want to know how can the listener connect with you. Number one, if they need carpet cleaning, how can they how can they use your services? But then number two, how can they reach out to you as a business owner? They
0: want to they want to pick your brain. I I shot over our LinkedIn, our web. I mean, if they want to shoot me an email or call me, I, I'm game. And that's so. You, I, I don't know if I want to give that to you. You you put it on with the podcast or yeah yeah we'll put Shane it on Karen, the show notes. ShaneKaren at gmail.com. There you go. Is one you can go to my LinkedIn. And you guys will have that up on our website, call the office, ask for Shane. Um, I'm always game to talk with people and just talk you off the ledge some days or just say, Hey, this is what we did wrong. I'm
1: always game for that. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for not only just sharing, giving your time, but being vulnerable in the midst of it and um, really just giving us the real, the real story. And uh, I just wish you a blessing on your family, your, your kiddos, your, your, your wife and your team, all
0: the plans that you have with the, with the next conglomerate. Thank you for being here and giving your time. I so appreciate it and right back at you. I'm, I look forward to getting to know you better and, yeah. and connecting more, but the opportunity and just the genuineness that you've got. And I wish you all the best of luck gathering the Kings and building Kings. There so. you go.
1: Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself doing it all on your own carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so gathering the kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 kings, specifically, who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to
0: 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.